Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Reunited, and it feels so good, and yet horrifying. Everything we wanted to see on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Plus, we all know Jessica and Patsy are a great team. We're going to give you our favorite teams slash pairs, and we'll get you ready for Legion Season 3 premiering tomorrow night on FX. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes, welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I am Christian Blatt, sitting in again this week, the one, the only, that, Zach Wilson. Yes, that one, not the other one. No, not the other one. <laughs> the one that's at that Zach Wilson. I'm just dancing here, and it's fine. because we have an amazing episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk about, of course it is very fortuitous that Zach is here, Ooh. but I also have... <laughs> Rachel Goodman on the couch, uh, my friend from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show, which I sat in on just moments before we started here. So, uh, Rachel, I was like, we can't stop talking about Fitz and Simmons. We have to talk about them all over again, slash more. I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. I know, it's been a very long time. Yes. yes I missed you, and I was like, we, we, we just got to do it again. We need an encore. Uh, but because uh, you have yet to watch Jessica Jones or Legion, I don't want to ruin either of those shows for you. So we'll just have you there on the couch for the uh, Agents I of S.H.I.E.L.D. I definitely am shocked at that information and did not have it before the show. By the way, no seasons of Jessica Jones. It's not that she just hasn't seen season three, and uh, so I've uh, I've urged her strongly to uh, check that one out. Well, now we, you've got a lot of binging to which, do. Great, which of the Netflix shows binging. have you seen? I watched one episode of Punisher. Uh, well, that was a weird one to start with. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, that is super I, weird. I, I don't know you that well, but I'm like, I don't think that's the, to me. That's not the one for you. No, at least Daredevil. You yeah, know? I yeah. have not seen Daredevil yet. I've okay. not seen Jessica Jones. This is great. I, w- yeah. I, I wish I still had all these shows to discover. Knowing I'm glad you, I've seen them. start with Jessica season one. Okay, yeah. all right. that's that's going to be your best point of entry. It doesn't like really step on any of the other shows, even though it came after. You can go back to Daredevil season one. Don't watch Defenders without having seen Daredevil and all that stuff okay. but got it star with jessica, jessica season one okay. uh anyone who is uh, in the chat live let us know what season you think rachel should start with <laughs> uh, what season yeah what season well, which show what which, season which show what season yeah that's exactly what i meant we, of all the seasons out there uh and uh people uh, in the chat are excited to see zach they're excited to see rachel uh, Zia is a little bit of a punk, and she didn't want to be here. No, she's actually sick tonight. <laughs> How so, dare you be sick, Zia? Yeah, I know you're listening I, right now, I and I'm mad was, at you. I thought she was stronger than this, but you know what? I guess I was wrong. Uh, so she's a she's uh, got a weak immune system, and she's a weak person. <laughs> so you can all let her know that I said that. I'm giving Zia evil eye right now through the camera. I don't even know if the camera's on me. 
but I'm giving you the evil eyes uh, on you. Anyway. And Rachel, <laughs> Hubby Joe's your husband, right? Yes. He says that you're actually going to start binging tonight, apparently, oh. Jessica Jones. Oh. So so now you know. You can tell Hubby Joe uh, that yeah. I say, uh, no, sleep is more important. <laughs> Wrong. I, I think Zach and I disagree. Uh, when season one of Jessica Jones first premiered uh, that day, I watched ten episodes that day. Okay. It's the only time I've done anything like that. But I was just like, I can't stop. Uh, also, yeah. I had a, a very small child, so I wasn't going anywhere. I yeah. had to stick around the house. And uh, I think he's turned out all right, despite the influence of, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, of the villain from that series. I'll just leave it at that. I, I can tell you what, though. Watching one episode of Punisher and having not seen any of the other shows, I was very disoriented. But I enjoyed the first episode. I mean, you don't need to see any of the... The Punisher really operates on his own level. Yes, yeah. he was introduced in Daredevil Season 2, but you can, you, you can definitely watch the Punisher without ever you could hate yeah. superhero shows and watch both seasons especially of the season one yeah. is is lives on its own in a big big way yeah uh, anyway, what we're going to talk about, though, is uh, an amazing episode of Agents of Shield season six episode six and um, I, uh, I I feel like I should be chivalrous and uh, Rachel, please just overall <laughs> why. Is this possibly the greatest episode in the run of the season? Whoa, the series. loud one, statement. One word. Fitzsimmons. <laughs> that is it. That's but all no. you need. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, this episode... So, as you guys both know, I am obsessed with season four with the framework, and Fitzsimmons is also my one true pairing, so they are, like, just that alone. The fact that we got Fitzsimmons together, we had them inside each other's mind, there was a psychological aspect to this, where it wasn't even, like, they were facing each other's demons, we learned that Gemma had a demon that we did yeah. not know about, but I'm not even calling it Dima, Demon Gemma, I'm calling it Fearful Gemma, because that's really what this was. It was and, and so that- much fear compiled into this one being. And that's what I liked when we talked about it in the after shows. You love Gemma so much, you would not call that thing Demon Gemma. Yet everyone in the chat was like, Demon Gemma, Demon Gemma. And I'm... Terrified of Demon Gemma, <laughs> uh, but uh, you 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 want to like try to help her, help her become a better person. Exactly, and like just I feel like too, Demon isn't quite the right word considering sure. all Demon. I'm not even going to say Demon. There we go. All fearful <laughs> Gemma wanted was to hurt the person who had deeply hurt her, and that was the thing that even Gemma herself said was that he had uh, Fitz had caused her pain, right. and that she had been through so much because of him. Uh, Not that Z- that's fair, Zach, overall thoughts on this episode, which was, uh, you know, pure Fitzsimmons for whatever, 42 minutes, whatever the running time I is. I love Fitzsimmons. I do. I didn't know. I don't know if this episode landed the way it was supposed to land for me. Um, I felt like it needed to dial either up the weird by 20% or <laughs> down the weird by 20%. One of the two. So could you have used more of Leopold and Demon Gemma uh, really going to town on each other? Like, would that have been more weirdness for you? Like, that's the kind of thing like, that should have been throughout the whole episode, if you right. ask me. I mean, because that's, like, I love the stuff, that the little reveals that we got of, like, the past versions. Like, Fitz and Simmons' like, first meeting with Coulson was really cool. Yeah. I like traveling through memories. And maybe it's just because I recently binged Legion, so all of this like mind into going into your mind for like memory stuff I've been living with for a while, <laughs> and th- and like that's the thing because there's another Marvel show doing that. I think you had to go either next level or just do something a little more 
down to earth yeah with it but it was still really cool to see that uh, like if you're gonna have somebody fight with their demons way more fun to have them do it on screen yeah uh and, and we got, and we closed the loop on on leopold yeah well i think that's really what i loved about it especially the fact that um they now going forward Gemma has been inside his mind, and he's been inside her mind, in a sense, so they can understand each other and empathize a lot more than they could before. Um, What I expected was the way they advertised it, you know, over a week ago now, was they said, framework. So I was expecting that this wasn't going to be the cerebral fusion machine, but that they literally were going to be in a framework where they were going to take what they thought they knew and, I mean, I guess they did in a sense, but, like, they were actually going to put them into this virtual... It's not, like, in a different reality than where right. they were actually. And, I guess, arguably, they were in a different reality of their mind, but I wanted it... I thought it was going to be more, like, along the lines of the framework itself. I guess it is. It's 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 the Chromicon version of a framework, but they, the difference is they let you know that you're in the framework. Yeah. Because it, it effectively works the same way. It's just that they're, you can control it while you're inside, as a opposed to an outside force controlling it for you. Yeah, it's not a it's not a program that you're existing inside. They're definitely able to go from memory to memory, from setting to setting and uh, I, I thought, but that is a good way to, to describe it. It is really like a Chromacon uh, uh, framework uh, and, you know, we do get to see so many things in this episode uh, for me, as I talked about on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show, loved seeing real Coulson because, you know, who knew if we were going to get real Coulson ever again? Uh, Sarge, you're, you're whatever. You're fine. But I was so glad to get real Coulson. But uh, talk I love a li- how the hair was like. They, <laughs> they a did the bit, wig yeah. to the hair he had in like yeah. Iron Man and Thor. I, know, I thought that was, a, that was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's talk a little bit about little Gemma. Uh, what are your thoughts <laughs> on little Gemma, Zach? Did that, was that the weirdness that you were looking for? That was like uh, the the start of it. It was like I, I like that like that idea of we're bending into reality. Um, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is always on a much more limited budget, so that's why you have, like, the White Room, and sure. their dream state is just basically going through every set that they have pre-built. <laughs> right. Um, but it was it was cool to see, like, them start to mess with themselves. Um, I guess the, the thing that I'm like, the, it was it was fearful Gemma. That, like, <laughs> that, that was, like, the that needed to be either dialed up or dialed down. Because they hadn't pre-established her in a different episode, it was just being introduced here in order for her to have a demon. It felt, like, a little bit shoehorned in. That was the only thing that, like, I think yeah. really set me off, is that, like, Fitz's demon we knew about. And I think that's sort of where the strength of this show was, was that, or this episode was, is that you got... Uh, you cleared up Leopold, so you don't have this like internal dark fits that we have to worry about since like we established that that exists within him last season. And I think we killed time travel. Yeah. Sorry, this is not answering your question. No, at no, all. no. But uh, yeah, I, I, and we talked. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit ago on the after show that throughout the episode, I thought. You know, they teased it a couple times. I thought that uh, Fitz and Simmons were actually going to help, and and that was going to be the explanation for you know how they have the machine in the future, which is last season, so our past, their future, whatever. Not Gemma's future. I don't know. That's the problem with time travel. Uh, so the fact that they weren't going to do it, I thought was interesting, uh, and I uh, wasn't quite sure where that was going to go. But what I wanted to get back to is uh, there's two things that happen, uh, Rachel, that we talked about. One, Fitz doesn't want to accept 
at first that there's something really bad that Gemma isn't telling him. And then he sees his own dead body. But uh, you thought the interesting thing was finding out something else actually made him more upset, right? Yeah, so I think that really what it did was, like, obviously triggered all of these emotions in him, triggered um, Fritz. What I found the the most interesting about the episode in general, though, was how both characters, we didn't know this as much about Gemma as we knew it about Fitz, but both of them were kind of in this thing where they were concealing their inner selves and concealing how they were feeling. And especially with Gemma, we always get like a very like even keel version of her character. But with this, each character was triggered and pushed and their demons were pulled out of them to the point where they had to face this head on and there was no way around it. Yeah, and Zach, I mentioned this in the Agents of Shield after show. I just and I know he said it twice, but the fact that Fitz points out that taking all of your emotions and stuffing them into a box, literally stuffing them into boxes, you're so British. <laughs> Uh, and then somebody in the chat on the other show pointed out that she then yelled at him that he's so Scottish. So I thought that the, this was all very funny. Did she? Did yeah, she this was somebody said in the chat, which I didn't hear, I didn't hear but somebody either. in the chat seems to I mean, to repressed it. father issues that he has to take <laughs> yeah. out via, like, occasional violence. Yeah, that's pretty Scottish. Uh, Sorry, Scottish people. <laughs> well, look, we love hey, the Scottish. But you I've know it's binging, true. I've yeah. been binging Outlander. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, one other thing, Rachel. So talk about, for Fitz, dealing with the fact that he is going to die slash has died for uh, for Gemma, the realization that Coulson was sick and yeah. died, just the fact that that seems to have upset him more than even his own mortality. Yeah, and that's something that we really like stressed in the show was that it's not so much that he missed out on his wedding, and it's not so much that he himself has died, even though that obviously bothered him on a level that he's never going to be able to be unbothered by They've it. done way weirder stuff. <laughs> yeah, but then he watches Coulson come out and realizes, I will never get to say goodbye to this person. They have already yeah. died, and I think that's really what messed with him the most. So you want to talk about somebody who's not going to be ready to meet Sarge, by the way, is, uh, <laughs> yeah. is Fitz, who didn't get to say goodbye. I mean, that's the thing that it's really hard. I, all of these people lost essentially a father. Yeah. Fitz, yeah. who never had a, who didn't have a good father, got one in Coulson. Uh, Gemma had a good relationship with her parents, so less so her, but everyone from Daisy, yeah. uh, May lost a, essentially a husband. <laughs> like, everyone lost, the dad of the family is gone. And now, uh, Uncle Mac is yeah. in charge. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't worry, yeah, Uncle Mac's gonna watch after you. But yeah. now, long lost dad's twin just showed up <laughs> and is like wrecking up the place. Yeah. Right, exactly. With yeah. the same DNA. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's something that we'll, yeah. see, uh, we'll see next week. Uh, so, yeah, in general, it seems like people in the chat like this episode. And uh, I think it's just, even if maybe it wasn't 100% for you, just getting to see Fitz and Simmons actually together again. And uh, I think Enoch is getting a little bit closer to regaining his BFF status. He's not there yet, <laughs> but he's at least... Really, you know, he's going to get a whole collection of BFF merit badges and he's going to get them sewn on. And then he's going to be so close. And I hope that before the end of the season, he is Fitz's best friend again. 
I mean, look, everybody can relate to what Enoch did in that moment when you yeah. really get down to it. His family showed up. He had a new friend. He was off on adventure with his new friend. His family showed up and was like, hey, you got to help us. The only way to help us is to screw over your new friend. He's reasonably torn on how to handle that. Anyone would be confused about what to do in that circumstance. I mean, obviously, he shared his data with Hatara. So. <laughs> yeah, right, that was very funny. The, the, the data port and all that. Uh, uh, to uh, kind of close the book on this, Jenna James points out in the chat definitely one of the best episodes of the series. Fitzsimmons' love is so haunting, challenging, tragic, devastatingly painful. And yet so bittersweet, odds-defying, courageous, powerful, uh, perfect. I hope we can give them a rest for a little while. Like, do we need to keep putting them (laughs) through the worst abuse ever? I think something terrible is going to happen at the end of the no! season. No! Oh, yeah, because, no, we have been through... Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like it if it was more, like, just a very calm... I mean, it's not going to be, no. but... <laughs> no, no, Simmons is going to die this time. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it, but that's sort of all... That's, like, the one card left. Uh, but, uh, in general, I'm enjoying the season, and, uh, Zach, I know that you're more interested in the Earthbound stuff, and it seems like we're getting... Uh, at the last scene of the episode, uh, we're getting to the point where the two stories are about to converge. Yeah, and we're get everybody's everybody back coming together. back. Yeah, I want to see everybody, including Deke. I want everybody back together. Well, that was my one of my favorite parts of the episode. Oh, yeah. Like right at the end, like, <laughs> oh, by the way, you're a grandfather. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but before we move on uh, to Jessica Jones, uh, we while we still have Rachel here, we want to do our top three. Yes, it is indeed time for our special segment. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Get out of your fairy. Stop <laughs> yeah. sprinkling that yeah, stuff. Yeah, come on. Just because Gross. just because Disney owns everything doesn't mean Tinkerbell has to be on our show. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to talk about uh, three great pairs. Now, this doesn't have to be a romantic pair. It could be a team. Mine is not a romantic pair, but perhaps something for the future of maybe a shipping podcast will be mine. But uh, I wanted to give uh, Rachel the opportunity uh, to... You have an honorable mention. Yes. And then your favorite pair. So who's your honorable mention? Um, Definitely Captain and uh, Peggy Carter. Absolutely. Um, It's it's hard to fault that at all. I mean, really, everybody else could be second. I like how you introduce them. Like It's like, (laughs) and now presenting Captain and Mrs. Peggy Carter. (laughs) And now... and now, hitting the floor for their first dance in secret yes. back in 1944. It is indeed the captain and Mrs. Peggy Rogers. I don't know. She I could do. Be. I do have a question. Are we talking just MCU? Uh, I would say no. I mean, I'd like to no, no, because mine is actually not really. Okay, fair. Okay. Mine's yeah. from the comics, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so, and so your actual one ties my, into exactly what we were talking about. Fitzsimmons, of yeah. course. They like ever since the beginning, they have been my OTP. Yeah, I've I've been upfront that uh, for me, uh, the, there's been a little bit of some ups and downs on the show, but the thing that I always liked from the pilot is Fitz and Simmons. Yeah. And whenever I'm like, oh, I've got like eight of those to watch, which did happen, I'm like, I kind of want to know what Fitz and Simmons are up to. I've always liked them, and uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, that there's been so much in the show to stick with and, and really see the ebb and flow of the relationship. Zach, your uh, ultimate pair slash team up. Okay. I'm going to clarify that this is specifically the MCU version. Okay. Even though there's a lot of great stuff from the comics as well. Yes. But Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
Okay, so I, I'm clarifying so, for obvious reasons that we don't need to get sure. into right now. So but Scott if Lang. you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. So Scott Lang and Hope, as in from and, the movie, and but the but the it's a two part thing because yeah. it, especially in the movies you have it, two Ant Men, yes. two Ant Men and the Wasps. You, you, you have you have Hank and Janet from the original pairing, right. and you have Scott and um, Hope. Right. And uh, for me, there's nothing better than two. Watching two superheroes that are also a couple work together, it's just fun. It's fun. Uh, there's the moments in like Endgame where they're cracking wise at yeah. each other, yeah. where she def- she straight up makes fun of him in the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's always kind of one of the great dynamics about the Fantastic Four because you have that. And also Sue Storm's little brother. You yeah. Know? So yeah. you have like that dynamic and, you know, just. And you know, their like, best friend. And the they're buddies from college. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, actually, I think in the original, they were World War II buddies, but whatever. Anyway, that's not the point. So mine is Power Man and Iron Fist because uh, I just. They're both good on their own, but they're so great together. And I always, you know, we got a little hint of it in The Defenders. I liked watching them interact. And the best episode in season two of Luke Cage for me was the one with Danny because I guess this is all I want. I just want them together. And the fact that I'll never get my Power Power Man and Iron Fist TV show has me very upset. But uh, I don't know. I, I think that the fact that the sum is so much better than the parts is is why I think they work so well together. And they're so different. Yeah. They shouldn't work well together. And I think that's why I, I like them so much. Yeah. So you can let us know your uh, favorite pairs in the chat. But uh, and I will. This, go oh, ahead. Sorry, I will say just while we're on before we leave this topic entirely. Uh, as far as like couples go, yeah. Cap and Peggy are my OTP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, game. <laughs> it's, it's tough to beat, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Rachel, thank you so much yeah. uh, for sitting in uh, and talking Shield and pairs with us. <laughs> but people can find you uh, next Sunday at eight o'clock Pacific on the Agents of Shield After Show. And where else can they find you? So I also do the Young and the Restless Soap After Show, so they can find me There's on Sundays. Probably a lot of great pairs that you like from the years of, of, of that yeah, show. There absolutely. you go. absolutely. And then I actually just finished The Spanish Princess. I'll be back in a year doing that. Okay. But then, just to kind of mention, since Outlander season is coming back soon, I will be on Outlander, the after show, um, probably whenever it returns in the fall. Great. So, are they, And where can they find you on social media? Oh, yeah. <laughs> good one, it's a good one to uh, point out. At, on Twitter, I'm at Rachel Goodman. Just at Rachel Goodman. All right, yeah. thank you. All right, well, thank you so much, Rachel. We thank always uh, appreciate having you on here, and we'll have you back soon. There's all, yeah, there's, we're now right past the midway point of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so there'll be uh, plenty more S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk in the near future. So thank you to Rachel. Now, uh, Zach, you and I have uh, spoken about, uh, about Jessica Jones Season 3. I think we got through Episode 6 on Marvel Movie News, yes. which is Thursdays at 1 Pacific on the Popcorn Talk Network. So I've only seen two more beyond that. And I know you've seen more than that. So just tell me what number you're up to. I believe I'm up to Episode 10 now. That's exactly I where I want to be. Stop. No, I couldn't stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I, uh, I also do the Jessica Jones after show. And because we were covering up until eight and the way that eight ends, I'm like, I can't watch more. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to talk about it if I've seen more. Uh, but 
I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna ask you to try to do what I could. No, do. I wrote down okay, my uh, my like thoughts right after eight so that I know what I'm saying. Sort of big picture. Uh, I think that this is a great season. I really like watching Jessica and Patsy work together. They've done such a great job with Salinger slash Fool Killer and really just uh, having him as an adversary. And in so many ways, he should be so much. So much more inferior. She'd be like a speck to Jessica, but he's really she's really met her match in this guy who has no powers. In fact, he hates everybody who's cheating and does have powers. So uh, I think she's a great foil. Uh, he's a great foil for her because I think the problem with Kilgrave was that he was just you know way too powerful, and this is guy a guy who's just smart the old fashioned way. You know? Well, this is the interesting shift in the dynamic from season one is that in season one you had. Jessica going up against a guy who had powers of a level that were almost unconceivable. Yeah. And she had to use her own powers and just her her intelligence to to beat him. But now she's in a place where she's not willing to use her powers to defeat this guy. She wants to... She needs to defeat him legitimately. And the only way to do that is with the police to do it by the books. But she's met her intellectual match, and she can't use her powers. So she's in a, she's in a reversal of the dynamic where, yes, she's the stronger one in certain ways, but he's got the upper hand on her anyway. Yeah, and I thought the, a great scene was when they have a little wrestling demonstration. I think that was episode seven. And, uh, you know, there's a I think we talked about this on Marvel Movie News, like how he doesn't have a restraining order against her. The fact that they're so willing to be like, yeah, come on, just come on in. Let's wrestle. You know, uh, I, I I think that it's it, it's she's it's like when she flicked Patsy aside. She's not trying. And she's just so much stronger than him. Yeah. And she, Patsy chastised her for not training more. And she's just faster and more agile. In every way, she's better than him, except that he's, you know, just like genius or whatever. Uh, so from just a, a standpoint of watching the scene, watching the two of them actually, you know, fight and the kids cheering her on. Uh, I thought it was great, but also just sort of the representation of like, yeah, this is really the dynamic. Uh, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a great sequence that they had. I mean, Salinger's whole perspective is really interesting. I I can understand the you got like I've worked hard and I can't get anywhere near you. That's cheating. That's not. Yeah. That's not fair. It's that. It's that like incelly thing of like. Well, I should. Why didn't I get that? I right. tr- I tried hard. It's like, well, that's not. Sometimes you try and like it doesn't always come together. You just have everybody is going at their own pace. Everybody has their own thing. It it's not about you. It's about them too. And the, like, I'm surprised <coughs> that nobody. The one thing I'll say is nobody's brought up the fact that Jess didn't ask for this. It was imposed upon right. her. Yeah, I mean, uh, Trish literally asked and begged for this and wanted it more than anything. But uh, yeah, Jessica was in no way looking for this. Trish no. fits his bill of a cheater more yeah. than anything else because she wanted the shortcut. 
She yeah. did take the shortcut. Jess just rolls with what happens to her and makes the best of whatever situation she's put into. Yeah, I know. When you think about all of the the Marvel Netflix characters, it's really like like Trish is the one who's like, you know, I need to have these powers. Like, you know, Luke Cage didn't ask for it. You know, Danny, I guess, you know, earned the Iron Fist. But really, it's like, it's really just Trish. It's like, really, you know, Salinger should just be focused on Trish. But let's talk about the, just the turn that episode eight takes. And for me, watching it, I thought they were setting up the, so here's the notion that I had as I'm watching it. He doesn't know that Trish is Hellcat. He knows that Trish is essentially her sister. Okay, he's going to show up at Trish's house and not realize that she's going to be able to kick his ass. So I was actually legitimately surprised when, not when we see her in the chair, but where it was going. I'm like, oh, no, that's not what they're doing. Uh, how did that play out for you, watching sort of who Salinger was focused on? Uh, meaning? Well, which we can say. I mean, we're assuming everybody Dor- you're is. You're talking about Dorothy. We're talking about Dorothy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're 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 talking yeah so uh, that was intense I mean it was a slow I thought they built the reveal of it very well yeah. where it's like family who do they mean mom's dead we're not gonna yeah. bring the brother back is he gonna like rip open their bodies oh he means <laughs> yeah. oh no right. oh what and then it's like very clear that it's gonna be just done by the time yeah. you get there and it. Yeah, it sucked to watch that scene, to watch Trish have to go through that. She's ripping off the the duct tape and yeah. realizing there's nothing. There's that, n- literally nothing she can do. I I was look because she's cut up real bad. In the moment, I thought she, it might have been like death by a thousand cuts. For yeah, time. I don't know that it, it was still like violent. I don't know that it was that, but that would have been an, an interesting parallel. Yeah, and obviously, you know the Dorothy Walker is a, a complicated character, but uh, she. Certainly shown her value to both uh, Trish and Jessica, you know, beyond the fact of, you know, just being a person and, you know, we should be able to live out her life naturally. So I think they did a good job of making us care for essentially an unlikable character. I think I cared for her a little bit more this season than I did in the past. Also, I thought she was great on the Home Shopping Network, you know. So I was just like, <laughs> I was excited for Dorothy to have that career. So she's, she's done a good job to turn herself around. She was right. on a redemption arc and that got cut short. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was great. So uh, Trish responding in the only way that makes any sense to her to basically go and kill Salinger and the way the episode ends, I still haven't seen the next episode because uh, I knew I was going to talk up to that point here. How did you survive? I was in Vegas all weekend and I I made the time to watch Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I actually watched it over two nights. So Okay, uh, well this is what I wrote down. Good, All right. yeah, I want to hear this. Uh, I wrote down holy, wait, how how do you feel about language on this? Uh, We Okay with it. We we you know we don't use it a lot, but I think when it's uh, when it's appropriate. Holy we... fuck, Trish on a rampage. <laughs> uh, Jess is gonna, and this is my prediction. Jess is gonna bust the floor open underneath them and like save them by crashing right. and by remember, breaking the floor. Zach wrote this before he watched. Yeah. So if he's right, he's just saying that that's what he thought was gonna happen. And then uh, I said Salinger is gonna walk, and they're, they'll have to get him on a new crime. Yes, my thought was uh, not the break the floor that that seems like a, a a good like logical practical way i was just like okay she's going to stop trish and it'll be one of those things like that probably should have just let her kill him because yeah. now you're gonna not get him and the last things i wrote were was it death by a thousand cuts <laughs> and then just 
can't stop. <laughs> yeah, no, you couldn't <laughs> stop. And, uh, you know, I think if I wasn't uh, on the after show. Now, the, uh, the Jessica Jones after show will actually be back on Thursday, right after Marvel Movie News, which is at 1 Pacific on the Popcorn Talk Network, back over here at After Buzz at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you will find Jessica Jones. We will talk about 9 and 10. And we're going to finish Jessica Jones uh, over the course of this week. We're going to f- do the last three episodes of the after show. But stay tuned for uh, scheduling. It's, there's a lot of moving parts when you have uh, you know, important people like April Dawn and Adam Gertler on the panel. You have to work around their schedules. So uh, we'll let you know. But we know that we're going to be back for, uh, for 9 and 10 on Thursday. Uh, all right. So in our final minutes here, I want to talk about about the fact that Legion is going to be back with its season three premiere tomorrow night on FX. And as if you aren't exhausted enough by how much you see me on this network and on Popcorn Talk, I will also be on the after show for Legion, which will be at 9 Pacific on Mondays uh, at uh, on AfterBuzz TV. So we will watch it on the East Coast feed, I guess, because it has, doesn't air till 10 o'clock. I'm confused now already. But anyway, the, the great thing to have... It's great to have Zach here in general, but... A great thing is that you just binged. Now, did you binge all of Legion, or you well, had fallen behind? I or? had fallen behind, but I had, it, that show is such a mind f of a mm-hmm. like thing that I was like, I need to start over again. Yeah. So I, I don't even remember how far I'd gotten, but wherever it was, I could tell I needed to go just back. Just go back, yeah, because I wasn't remember. I couldn't remember all the pieces from where sure. I was. So I started back at square one, and. I watched it all in like two days, which is crazy. And my by the brain way. <laughs> went into a. I can only describe it as my brain lost all sense of reality. <laughs> Do you think that you might at this point be influenced by the Shadow King? Do you think he's actually telling you what to do? Oh, that would explain a lot. <laughs> uh, no, uh, um, but I but I did really enjoy the show, and I'm yeah. super excited for it to come back. Uh, the the trailers that they have come for what's coming up it it all seems really cool uh i'm i have so many questions about how they're treating david what is going on with this like who's controlled by who at this point right because i kind of feel like a lot of people are are we cool with spoilers yeah i think i think at this point the whole our purpose right here is to get you ready for agent three agent three season three and we're trying to remind you a little bit of the way season two ended because i think it was actually more than a year ago that it ended yeah so the way that it ends with Basically, David, there you can debate, and like, and uh, we did an interview recently with Chris Claremont, yeah, uh, who who created the character David Haller, and when he was the idea, like, we were talking a little bit about what happened at the end of season three, season two with right. um, David and help me out, her Lenny name, and, uh, and oh Sid and Sid, yeah, what what the real context is yeah. there in terms of like, did he? Do things he shouldn't have. What was right. uh, what, and, how evil was it? What was it? What was bad? What was good? Right, and we talked about that on this show last year, and also on the Legion After Show. That there are a couple ways to kind of perceive the way that things went between them. And Sid has a very strong feeling that what he did was very wrong. And that's and and the thing is, her perspective is the one that matters the most, right? So it, either way, she is hurt by that. Yes, and he's going to have to deal with that, whether he can make it up to her or not. I don't know that he can because it, it like 
And again, her perspective is the one that matters because yeah. it was her that was that was hurt and violated. Yeah. I want to see what he has to do with that, but I kind of feel like the sh- so the Shadow King is now out of his prison. Which you could say whatever you want about David. Why did you let that guy out? Right? Exactly. Are you crazy? So I think half. I think most of the people in that room are under his control. I, I think. Uh, I think the carries. I, I think everybody, honestly, is influenced. It, it, Sid, of course. I think everybody is influenced by Farouk because this way that the season ends. You know, you you can sort of. Put the specifics of that aside for a moment. The fact that everyone is against David is one thing. But then you're also on the side of the Shadow King, who everyone knows who he is and what he's capable of because of you know what David told him. So the fact that no one trusts him, I think the fact that he runs off with Lenny at the end of season two, who, by the way, Aubrey Plaza is great always, yeah. but she's so good as Lenny. I'm just glad that they figured out a way to keep her around, and I'm very excited for tomorrow night's season premiere. I can't imagine where the show's going to go. Uh, uh, we do know that we're going to get Professor Xavier this season, yeah. so uh, and I think there's only ten episodes, so we'll see how quickly they get to him. But so uh, here, I, I'm curious your take on this because there's, there's basically we're coming into this into the final season. Like Noah Hawley yeah. said, this is this, this he, is it. he it wasn't the, that FX was like, no, you're done. I'm sure Disney is kind of like trying to wash all the Fox X Men stuff out of the yeah. way anyway. But I think he had planned on an ending this season, or at least that's what he's saying. Right, that is what he's saying for sure. Do you think that this is going to be a sort of Breaking Bad esque turn where David has is really the villain of the story. Even though we've been rooting for him, he is not our hero. I, I think it's going to seem that way because it, look, Legion slash David, it's a very complex character. And a lot of times his actions seem like someone who you could characterize in the classic sense as a villain. Yeah. I mean, he, in in the comics, it, this was about 20 years ago, He 20 years real time, you know, comic time, it was like eight minutes. But uh, he goes back in time to kill Magneto and, whoops, kills his dad, and that created the Age of Apocalypse alternate timeline that then had to be undone. And... He didn't mean to do that. He just thought, like, well, obviously, it's like the question of, like, oh, do you go back and kill baby Hitler? You know, it's like, well, I'm going to go yeah. back and I'm going to kill Magneto because then none of these things are going to happen and then life will be better for my dad, Charles Xavier. Uh, so I think he is very damaged and he doesn't see the world the way the rest of us do. He's so powerful. Uh, I, I think it's been he's been characterized as one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe. I'm talking about comic book wise. Yeah, you know, it, just because of what he's capable of, you know, just what he can do, and just I think that he is angry at the start of the season. I think by the end of the season, he'll be the David that we knew and you know saw as somewhat more as well. I would say saw as heroic in the first two seasons, but I think it's going to be a really dark place that he's starting from, and I think we're all going to start to think, wait, is he the bad guy? But I think it's by the end of the season, he won't be. That's ultimately okay, what interesting. I think. Do I have time to throw out one more theory? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll we can squeeze an extra one okay. in here. I've, I've told you this one before, but I want to put it. I like putting these things oh, on the is, record. I love this theory too. Um, so yeah, get that out there because in the comic version of the character. The alternate personalities that are living, each one of them has a different power. Correct. And each one of them is a distinct person. Yeah. They're not just, oh, this is the angry David. This is the happy David. This is the villainous David, the heroic David. This, They're all 
they all have unique names, and yes. like one's a little girl, and one is an, an adult, like old elderly man, and yeah. like all this, and each one has a different power set. I think if maybe may all, but maybe just like a bunch of these characters that we've seen, maybe even like I would say Sid, especially Sid and Lenny, especially seem like they could be just and um, and Ptolemy, All these characters might just be different aspects of David's personality. They might all be different personalities living inside his right. head. Right, and that would explain weird things like the uh, female robots with mustaches and just you know just the weird visuals and crazy stuff that happens on the show. If it's all a figment of his imagination. I hope that the show doesn't end and David's just sitting in a chair back in season one and he imagined the whole thing. That's going to annoy me. But no, your I theory, think he's brought yeah. it into reality. It's That's a little the bit, thing. Yeah, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit like Fight Club almost, but then with the the ability to actually yeah. bring it into reality. So it'll be great to see. And I mean, the show starts tomorrow and uh, it'll be over in uh, about what? Uh, uh, it'll be 10 episodes, I think. So by the end of the summer, we'll know. That is all the time we have for tonight, though. Uh, but as I mentioned, you can find me tomorrow night on the Legion After Show. And you can find Zach, Zia, and myself Thursdays at 1 Pacific on the Popcorn Talk Network for Marvel Movie News. And this week, some or perhaps all of us will have already seen and we will give a non-spoilery reaction to Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man. And we're going to be talking about the finale of Jessica Jones, yes. I think. I think we're going yeah, to finally then, like, by by say we will have watched all of it and we'll... we'll I hope so. talking about I, it. I hope I finished by then. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, I'm Zach Wilson. Catch me on Marvel Movie News. Find me on the interwebs at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also check out my uh, other podcast that I do on the side. It's called Ships of the Night, and it's all about cross-fandom shipping, where we take different characters and ship them together. Like last week's episode where we did Detective Pikachu and Sherlock, the Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> version. And we found love for Valkyrie for you oh, Marvel fans. Well, we we we, we tr- came up with some people, and we... We tried to find love for Valkyrie. We just want her to be happy. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this week, but uh, you can find us all those respective times. Until then, Excelsior! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.